Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. Baron, my friend, how are you? Doc, how are you? I'm very well. Excellent. This side-by-side sitting. Well, this is, this is the thing we do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We do this when we have a special guest on the show. Ah, uh, we do. Who's our guest today? It's Sean Mackay. We've had him on before talking ah. about Thor, Love and Thunder. And I guess we should, before we say hi to him, we should also mention the film that we're talking about. And which time. film are we 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 watching? <laughs> we watched this, this time. Uh, we, actually, I've just just realised we have we have Sean on for sequels. Uh, that's a thing. Oh, so wow, we're, we're now watching Avatar. We're talking about Avatar: The Way of Water. Avatar two, two. That's right. Sean, how are you? Hey guys, how are we? Really good. Thank you for coming good. back on. I'm glad we did. That's fine. I thought much. we were doing. I thought we were doing Avatar: The Last Airbender, so I've watched, watched <laughs> yeah. the wrong film for this. Oh man, which version? Well, no, that's a whole different thing. Let's just... <laughs> well, you're you're our first. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> you're yeah. our first return guest, Sean. So, like, that means something. Ah, that is awesome. I did actually do a bit of scouting ahead of what see recording. If there was, see if there was a better yeah. podcast you could be on. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> No, to see if you'd repeated anybody yet. Ah, oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, you're the first. Thank you. This is the um uh the the can of podcasts. If you get into it, you get it get on the whole podcast circuit. Oh, yeah. Oh, wicked. That's, that's... This is what I've always looked forward to. You know. <laughs> yeah. If you can't actually go to can, you can, you know, do the can of podcasts. Yeah. So I think the last time we spoke with Sean, just let's get into the movie pretty soon. Yes. But um. Yeah. It would be crazy not to mention that you were working on what? What do you call it? Like a real time novel that you were releasing yep. in bits and writing in real time. And yep. I was mightily impressed at the time. So impressed that I went and bought the <gasps> actual Lunch Eater Raw. Where am I? Where do I show this? You got it. You're, you're in. You like, this is perfect. <laughs> I, I I cannot wait for that royalty check in a few months. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So we've both read it. Haven't we? And and yep. both loved it. Yeah, we both said so at the time when we should have read it, when you actually when it was fresh last time, <laughs> we both were embarrassingly behind the pace. This time we both. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, and I, Kim found a way of not subscribe subscribing to the newsletter, but <laughs> reading the book. Yes, <laughs> well done. That's right. He did it his way. <laughs> I did it the other way. Um, we all have our neither of us did it the way you intended, reading it chapter by chapter as it was released, <laughs> but we got there. And we'll talk. We're going to do a little bonus episode on this. Sure. After this, because yeah, this, you know, sounds good. We we want to crack on with Avatar and not get derailed, which which will happen anyway with us. Yes. Sure. So we'll, oh, we'll try undoubtedly. To... I mean, what last time we talked for two and a half hours <laughs> about Thor, and that was a mess. That movie. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's easy it's easy to do. Okay, so to start with. I think we should do what we've been doing recently, which is throw to the maestro. By the way, hi, maestro. Hi, everyone. How are you going? Hi, maestro. Hi. Sean can't see you, but he's here. <laughs> Long time, time listener. First time. <laughs> yeah. Not you. seeing, but knowing <laughs> that you're there. And uh, just recently, the maestro has been doing the IMDb synopsis for us, saving us awesome. from messing that up. So far away. <laughs> here you go. So Avatar, the way of water. Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on the extrasolar moon Pandora. 
Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Nitiri and the army of the Navy race to protect their home. Right, eh? Go for it. Okay. Thanks, IMDB, but thank you. I'd also <laughs> just like you to break that down for me. Yeah. Uh, Baron? <clears throat> well, you know, James Cameron is sort of, I guess, classic for his, known for his, you know, Hollywood structure, writing and doing his big action extravaganzas yep. that feel like they hit all the beats. So mm-hmm. I thought this film does do that. It is in three very distinct parts. You can break it into three mm-hmm. acts very easily without thinking very hard about it. So just so we're all on the same page about what we're talking about, this might give us some structure. Here is the three acts as far as I understand them. Part one starts off with the world that we all know um, of Pandora and it catches us up to the present quite quickly with Sully and Atiri. They have kids now. Um, He's a well-respected war leader. Um, And then we discover very quickly that the bad guys are coming back and for some reason the Na'vi are powerless to stop them. They're just going to come down on their giant ships and set up and start doing exactly what they were doing before Avatar 1 started. Uh, importantly, our villain is back, which I always forget that guy's name. Uh, Quartridge. Qua- yep, that guy. Um, he's back and he's along with all his henchmen and this time they're avatars. They've, they've got their own avatars and their mission is to hunt and kill Sully. Sully realizes this and makes a decision to leave and go into hiding. That's the turning point, I would say, of the first act. Yep. yep. And then you've got part two where, you, where we get the word, the Waterworld village that is actually where the rest of this film takes place. Um, that's where they escape to, Sully and his family. And you're almost getting Avatar 1 all over again, but this time... <laughs> what, what happened? Sorry. Uh, is, it, uh, is it the drinking happening at the same time? It's the drinking. It's Sorry. the Waterworld. It's Beautiful. all it's of the it. Way, it's the way of water. Yeah. It's the way of water. It's the way of uh, vodka and it's Red It's the way of, yeah, and sparkling water. <laughs> all right. So you got you got villages that they move in with. There's all new tension between all these different characters. There's basically a storyline within the greater storyline of moving into this, this new place. Um, and that's where the sort of real storyline of the, uh, the, the B story, I would say, of the son who's trying to win his father's approval kicks in. And that plays right through to the end. I would say the turning point is when the bad guys finally track them down, arrive at the village and start what would become the third part, which is war right through to the end, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's where the bad guys kill off some animals (laughs) and uh, (laughs) in an awful way, causing all of the the Na'vi to attack. And Mm -hmm. there's a war uh, which... There's something I'd love to come back to, which we will. The war suddenly disappears at a certain point and it just becomes Jake Sully's family versus the bad guys. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And that, that then goes to the end with the, you know, what you expect. So that's how I'd break it down. Um, sure. Plenty of spoilers yeah. in there. <laughs> Should have led with that. Um, how can you not? Yeah. No, spoiler heavy. And look, I uh, big tick for Act 1 Act 2. I was drunk during Act Three, so I'm <laughs> taking it on faith okay. that that was correct. But um, yeah, Act One, Act Two, very well, well, well done. Okay, great. Uh, that's what the film is objectively. Mm. I'd like some subjective stuff now, yeah. And I'd like to turn to our guest, no. 
No, 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 no. I've been thinking about this since I oh. watched it. I'm like, right of refusal. You guys go first this time out. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I am not having Kim do what he did last what time. Did do what last did time? I do last like, time? I Flashback. talked about Thor for like 10, 15 minutes yeah. railing against that film. And then Kim goes, yeah, but. <laughs> what did I'm I like, say? Ah. I can't remember yesterday, let alone that episode. What was what were, What were did we all think of that movie, Thor? It was trash. But did it I, was trash, did, and we finally convinced you that it was trash. Oh, but you did. Had I, a... Did I not think it was trash? In hindsight, no. You I thought don't. you thought that there were two potentially good films hiding inside that trash. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. And, okay. and then he made us think about what those films might <laughs> yeah. be. Yeah. Classic. Oh, wow. Classic doc. <laughs> yeah, I'm a thinker. You are a thinker. Well, um, so who start? <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to start? I'm happy to start. Yeah, please. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I hated it. Oh, there you go! Oh, thank God, tables I are completely turned. hated this oh, film. Excellent. I don't. I don't have. Well, I had memories, vague memories of the original Avatar, and I remember that I thought thought it was okay. I didn't love it. It's actually. I think that's a good place to start before talking about this film. Okay. Because I think how you reacted to the first film probably will mm. line up with how you reacted to this film. Yes. Okay. So think- you thought it was all right. No, that's my memory of what I thought about it. Uh, what I actually thought about it upon rewatching it was that it was unwatchable and I just <laughs> could not, I, I just, I did watch it in the end, but I just thought it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Okay. Sure. But ah. <laughs> we, can get, we can get into, we can get into ah. more, more of that, but that's the starting point and let's go around the grounds. Wow. Okay. Does that give you enough? Um... Yeah, it does. Well, okay. well, one actually, one other thing. It's not, even though I've said it's the worst movie ever. Uh, <laughs> there are there are a lot of good bits and things and devices in it. So there, are, there are things that I respect, mm-hmm. but on the whole, whole, more that I don't don't like at all. I'm going to be the guy that says that he that he quite like he quite likes Avatar one and two, but I'm, I'm first. I'm looking forward to hearing. What Sean has to say. Maybe you should go next just for some variety. You think so? Well, yeah. Then okay. have Sean just well, crush your dreams. No, that's, yeah. <laughs> sure. Look, honestly, there are things, there are some really, there's some, yeah, there, there are some big problems in this film, but I'm still kind of there for it as I was with the first film for the visual spectacle of it, mm. for the world that is built and created and the audacity of it. I think it's still a big film, even though not surprising in the way that the first one was that came out of nowhere, it seemed, mm. um, and was surprising because it was such a vision. This one, I think kind of what lets it down is that it, it, I think it leans very heavily on the first film, too heavily, and uh, there aren't enough surprises in it. Yeah, it's fair. I put in my little notes that I was taking before I got smashed early in <laughs> it, I, I said, how much did they reuse? Because like the opening sequences, they could have just yeah. plonked it. And, yeah. and that's fine. Like it's the same world. Why wouldn't you? But um even down to ending on the same pretty much the same shot with Jake mm-hmm. Sully opening his eyes. Yeah. That that moment. Sean just opened his eyes like Jake Sully. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. I was looking at You missed it. <laughs> oh can, well no, oh, we'll, um, don't worry, I'll we'll loop you. back at the end of the episode and I'll do it. <laughs> Before we get into some of the things that yeah, into a bit more detail, I'd like your your yeah. top-level thoughts, Sean. Okay. So the first one, the universe conspired to make me sit through. 
<laughs> much like with this one. Um, at the time, I was like properly reviewing movies, so I had to sit through it. But it's one of the few films I've ever considered walking out of. Really? Like just awful. Really? Absolutely awful. Like wow. half an hour of how pretty it was and then I was like, <laughs> and and you, you've got to give it that, like, yeah, uh, you, it looks beautiful. And back then, it looked even more beautiful. I suspect mm-hmm. totally. That was my memory. Oh yeah. Oh, it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This one reminds me of a girl I dated briefly years ago. <laughs> it was gorgeous, but thoroughly uninteresting. <laughs> um, she was blue. Uh, I find myself in two minds about this. If if I was reviewing this film. I don't think I could say this is a bad film, steer clear, Mm. because I think it's gorgeous and an experience. And for a lot of people, that's going to be enough, being immersed in that, because it is such a leap forward, this film. Mm. But if I start being a critic or my own personal reactions to it, oh, God, why is it three hours? There's an hour of story in there, maybe. Yeah. That's like true. this film is so in love with itself and just insists upon itself. And I'm just like, oh, I, no more, no more. <laughs> and yet I know that the universe will conspire so that two years from now I'll end up seeing Avatar 3 for yeah, some you will. reason. You'll so. be in there day one what? with your 3D what? glasses on. Are, are we setting a date for me <laughs> back on the podcast two years <laughs> out? Episode cool. 148. <laughs> what, what, it, okay. what it did have, and this sort of goes to what you set us up with, with Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, it's like an instruction manual on how to right. create a movie and how to break mm-hmm. it up and yep. little things like how to create motivations, like there's an instance where one of the characters, one of the blue characters is another blue character, a bow and says, you know, this was the what my father used or some, something mm-hmm. to create um, within two seconds motivation and significance and all that sort of stuff to, the, to that character's arc, mm-hmm. which there's so much of that done really succinctly and well, so that's mm-hmm. a plus, but also... So boringly and textbook, mm-hmm. which is a yeah. minus. Yeah. It's it's actually a bit strange because Cameron's always been a bit of a simple storyteller. Right. Like he he does that thing where he sets up those motivations succinctly and he, he hits the beats that are quite classic. Mm-hmm. But it often felt in this that he's done that really well in the past and just doesn't have it anymore. Like, I don't know whether he's lost it. Like, because when yeah. I think about the storytelling, yeah, there's a few moments that I'm like, eh, I don't really entirely get the motivation of the bad guys, you know, whatever. But the worst I can say about it is it's competent. Mm. Like he hits the beats mm. that he needs to hit to <laughs> set up where he needs to go. But yeah, as yeah. you say, so boring. It felt, it felt very derivative of itself. Like, you know, you were sort of going, here's- I will drink to that. Yeah. Here's, here, here's <laughs> Avatar 2 um, leaning so heavily on Avatar 1 that it's not surprising. And mm-hmm. the first film, at least, you know, you hadn't seen it before. You hadn't seen anything quite like it before in terms of the visuals. Yeah. The story was very familiar, but that was kind of, I think, 
good in a way because you were being presented with this extravaganza. Mm. A simple story mm -hmm. gives you a through line. You're not thinking too hard about that. You're just watching the visuals and it's fun. That's how yep. I found it anyway. I disagree, but yeah. I, I definitely see your point. You see yeah. the point. I think there were things in this that were forgivable for me and then there were other things that I found really hard to forgive. So I had really mixed feelings about this film the whole way through because I was trying to go on the journey and then right. there were these huge plot holes or just these unexplained leaps mm. that you were just asked to take. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it from a writing perspective. And I was sitting there going, it's been 12 years since the last film came out. How have you not nailed, like, worked out these problems yet? I don't understand. Honestly, I had, I had a friend last week say a similar thing to me. And obviously they didn't take 12 years to write. Sure. But apparently it took four years to write this okay. plus the next two sequels. And I'm like, really? Like mm. there's only an hour of story here. And if you took longer than 45 minutes to write it, you've taken too long. Right. And it's not James Cameron on his own. We've got Rick, no. Rick Jaffa and Amanda Silver who are, um, they're a couple, right? Have I got that right that they're a couple, those two? To the IMDb's, yeah, I think so. They they um they did the Planet of the Apes films. Um, they did, and that's 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 what I know them from, which I mm -hmm. like. The Planet and of the Apes, particularly the. I'm trying to remember them all now, but I think that I I definitely liked the first one a lot, and then I think they started to go downhill a little bit after that, if I'm if, if I recall correctly. But I thought the first mm. couple were at least really solid. Yes. Oh, yeah. Something, yeah. It was something like that. And it was, yeah. and it was all like there was none of this kind of storytelling mm. that you see here that I can recall, like massive plot holes, like what I mentioned earlier, like the Navi water world villagers attacking in force and then mm -hmm. just disappearing with no explanation. Have I got yeah, that right? They're just they like, just no, disappear. no, we're cool. Completely. That's all right. Yeah. Jake, Jake's told us to hold still, so uh, I guess we do that. We're cool. just going to go home. And we'll, 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 we'll see you guys at the end. I'm sure it'll be fine. But, Baron, you, uh, you liked the first one quite a bit. Is that a fair? Yeah, to the point where I went to the cinema a few times to see that film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I admit it. I, I loved it. I was in all the way. I can I can imagine I can Sean's imagine lost it. all respect for me. No, but it was it was a big film. It was a big experience, wasn't it? And I'd forgotten it was three D. I think that was part of the yeah. thing, wasn't mm -hmm. it? That it was really an immersive yep. uh, thing yeah. like we've never seen before. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and there to be will honest, be people I will who have the same again. reaction to this. Yeah. Wait, what? I will see this film again. I don't oh. I, it's got it's got big problems, but I will go back for the for the world presented. I will. I, I already know I will. And I'll see it with my girls and we'll all sit there and enjoy it. Avatar three and four, yeah, not this one. No, this one too. Okay. And then I'll watch them all and and then when they're all out, I'll go back and I'll watch them. Now, I don't think I will watch them in the way that I've watched The Lord of the Rings. At, you know, any number of times now. Okay, sure. But it feels like it's it's wanting to be that. It wants to be the epic world that you re-immerse yourself in mm. over and over again to relive the moments, to relive the world, to feel like you're traveling back to Pandora. That's what it's trying to be, I think. I think you're right. And I think for a lot of people that will actually be the case. Like mm. this film's going to go freaking gangbusters. Yeah. Like yeah. I know Cameron sat there and gone, oh, well, 
Avatar 4 and 5 will only happen if 2 and 3 make money. Like, this isn't going to make money. Mm, like, yeah. they're going to make their nut on it. It'll push past the first one probably. Because mm. people will go for that. They just want to be immersed in it. They don't really care about the story. And if the story was too busy or too interesting for one of another word, <laughs> people actually wouldn't go back for it. I think you're Because right. they want that simplicity so yeah. that they can kind of like bliss out, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's nothing to this story. It's like it's no. set, it uses this word family more than the entire Fast and the Furious franchise. <laughs> it's it, it's kind of like remember how the bad guys in the first one did a 9-11? Well, this time they do war crimes and yeah. scene. I, I was having this moment as I was watching it where I was, I was going, this is either clever or stupid and oh, definitely stupid no let me tell you which bit i'm talking about <laughs> yes um the bit i'm talking about is that it does it leans so heavily on so many like specific elements from the first film and and bringing those back to the second film i was mm-hmm. going this is clever because people are nostalgic about the first mm. film and so they're going to they're going to respond in a nostalgic way i think to those same elements, but it's not, mm-hmm. but I think it's a little bit short-sighted in that as a series that you watch back later, I don't think that holds up. You're going to come, mm. you're going to come to see the patterns repeating across the, the films and it, and it's going to be annoying, <laughs> I think. Well, you'd hope we it, don't get that in three and four, I suppose. I, like, yeah. Sure, the I gap, think maybe you can excuse it. Exactly that. Like, yeah. you know. If you've got a 13-year gap, you can kind of sit there and go, all right, well, we need to revisit this so people don't actually have to go back and watch the first one. Mm. But with a two-year gap, people are just, they won't shut up about this film for the next two years. Like, who's Kiri's dad? Why has she got <laughs> Matrix powers? Yeah, okay. I don't know. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's, I, I swear to God. burning questions for me too. I am going to go on Reddit right now, and I guarantee you they are having that conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, they are. Hey, when with the initial one, so it was the biggest movie of all time and remains so, is that correct? The initial one? Yeah. Well. Wasn't it the... I don't it know, held that they... title for a long time. I don't know does it, if, if it still does. I'm not sure. But... Highest grossing film of all time. Yeah. yeah, yeah still yeah. got that? Okay. okay. Yeah, so it was... $2.9 $2. billion globally. Okay. Mm. So and that was a 600 You guys read million. that? Oh, no, it's all burned. Where's that? Uh, Oh, it's a Reddit thread about Kiri's dad. Yeah, it looked like a Reddit thread. That's all I can say. <laughs> but for the for the highest grossing film of all time, was it just that I was you know drunk or stoned at the time? But it feels like it didn't enter the the public consciousness, and you know, uh, like a Star Wars or something else where everyone knows everything about it. Why? Like no, we don't. It, it's it, not it, in popular it, culture. It did, but it didn't get embedded. I think is what happened. Like a friend reminded me recently that when the first one came out, everybody was talking about it. There were people crying because they weren't Navi and could never live on Pandora for fuck's sake. That's right. Like it it was everywhere. And, of course, it was because it went absolutely gangbusters. But then because there was no sequel, there was no expanded universe, nothing like that, it just kind of dropped off the radar. And you right. could almost say that it it was a surprisingly subversive film and maybe that played a role in things. Mm-hmm. 
How do you mean by that? The bad guys that are explicitly coded as being the US and they do a 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> if that's yeah. not subversive, I'd literally I guess, don't know yeah. what it is. Yeah, so, no, <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that makes the film any more interesting, but I do think that that may have been part like it it's pretty anti-US mm. and pretty anti-imperialist and anti-war yeah. and pro-environment. Yeah. And uh, those don't that's not a power fantasy for people, you know? Mm. Unlike say the Marvel movies where people are like I want to be Iron Man. Like right. you look at this and you kind of like I want to be a Smurf whose environment is under threat. I guess. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's no, the I Smurfs. Think, My I think goodness, it is. We are yeah. getting dangerously close to that. Reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think the call for people pretty clearly is, I want to go tribal. I want to be. I want to live w w with nature mm -hmm. again. That 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 seems to be yep. the real call. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's attractive in the world we live in today. Oh yeah, for sure. Just on the um, anti-America stuff, so you think of Top Gun, you know, and it's all pro mm. um, mm -hmm. the macho defence people. This one, a quote was, a Marine can't be defeated. You can kill us, but we'll just regroup in hell. <laughs> That's a freaking <laughs> quote. <Yeah>. And <laughs> I thought that was awful, an awful thing to say about Marines who give their service to the <laughs> to the country. and. Like, that's not my normal, that's not the view I'd normally sure. take, but it was so, such an outrageous comment that I thought, how has this but got through the beautiful. American uh, senses? Senses. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why it's going to go with gangbusters in China. Yeah, look, it's politically, like, the themes of it are quite messy, I reckon. Because you've got this real staunchly like anti-America, like, mm. you know, you've got this is actually one of the more subtle moments of the film um, is essentially America, when it is faced with nature, either tries to dominate it or profit from it, you know, and then it becomes less obvious uh, less subtle towards the end of the film when you have Brendan Cowell just running around going money all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, that wasn't about America. That was about Aussies being wankers. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my read, but it was nice to see Brendan Cowell getting work. Mm -hmm. Actually, you guys should get him on. I'm sure he's not doing a huge amount. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Come at me. You're one of Australia's national treasures. You need more work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but at the same time, it's all mixed up with this whole white saviour thing, mm. which is pretty gross. And, like, Jake Sully was yeah. a white saviour in the first film and yeah. is now the white saviour in yeah, the second film. that's conflicting, like, isn't it? And you're just like, ugh, mm. that's... That's nasty. Also, the whole thing with uh, Moana's tribe—I mean, the sea folk—is yeah. they're like the whales. The whales are non-violent, and any violent whale gets outcast. But they clearly have no issues with killing. Yeah, they're like, yeah. but we we love a fight. Like I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, look, there were moments in this film that just made me shake my head. Do you know what? You know, the moment that made me almost drop out of my seat was. I don't, know, I don't know if I missed something. I don't think I missed something. But the boy, one of Jake Sully's kids, 
the mm. one who's out there with the wet, the the outcome. Oh, you mean whale. the one that's actually got a character as opposed Correct. to the other one, which is older brother? <laughs> Correct, older brother. Uh, yeah. Anyway, younger brother out there with the outcast <laughs> whale is trying to communicate with the whale and asking yeah. him, tell me, tell me your life story. Tell me what's wrong with you. Why are you outcast? Yeah. And then just out of nowhere, we just get subtitles, subtitles for the whale. Subtitles for the whale. And it yeah. just says, and the whale yeah. just says, it's I'm, too painful. It's too painful. Yeah, exactly. I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> the whale can just speak now? And we're not explaining this. We're just, we're just dropping, nope. it's too painful. <laughs> that's the yeah. first line. And that he's like, ah, oh, okay, bro. That's, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I can okay, understand bro. you. <laughs> Mind blowing. No, no. Well, look, if I'm, whenever I'm talking to whales, if they put up the subtitles, suddenly I can speak to them. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it makes sense to me. Explain no more. That's fine. <laughs> you know, though, Bloody and hell. speaking of moments, we've got to get to the moment with Maestro yes, in a do. moment. But just on yes. the, the whale talking, I did nearly like, um, go under my chair with embarrassment when that subtitle came on. Mm. But then I thought about it and they are at one with nature in this ecosystem. <laughs> you know, they're all talking to each other, the trees and the the blues and the greens and the um, the whales. So it does make sense that there's... Blues and the greens and the whales. Yeah. yeah lovely. <laughs> it does make sense that they're, they all are communicating, whereas we don't give whales the credit i'm sure they're saying stuff it's true we don't give them the credit they of, are of, um... if they just had subtitles everything would be okay <laughs> <laughs> actually on that note is it all animals and fauna that have usb ports or is it just some <laughs> oh good question i was wondering about that too and did you realize that that yeah that, that some could have them internally they weren't all yeah they weren't apparently. all ponytails sometimes yeah. they're throat tails yeah. Yeah. Actually, this is my issue with the film. There is so much world building happening on screen that has nothing to do with anything. Mm. Like mm. I've said it before yeah. in my newsletter, world building only matters if it impacts the story or the characters. Everything else is just freaking window dressing. Mm. And this is 192 minutes of window dressing. Mm. Yeah, but um, I'm not sure if I'm agreeing with you or taking a counterpoint. I'll just keep speaking and see what happens. Um, cool. It is the film. The, the world The world building is what is people, the film. Yes. It is, it is the, the film. film. Yeah. It's yeah. what people like because there is no yes. story. So the world yes. building must, by extension, be pretty red hot world building. And it kind of is all right. Sure, but... But there's no would, story. Exactly. Wouldn't you prefer... Like, I had this moment where I was like, wow, this motion capture, it's such a leap forward. But if they took this mocap and then they animated on stick figures but gave me a better story, mm. I would be far happier than I currently am now. Mm. <laughs> He's created a problem of his own making and then gone, hey, guys, I solved it. I don't care, Mr. Cameron. Like nobody, nobody sat there and went, let's do performance capture underwater for a reason because it's silly. <laughs> anyway. No, you're right. Shall you're Maestro right. have his moment? Yes. Let's get yes. to the Maestro. Maestro. Um, yes, completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, it's uh, the art direction in that movie saved the movie if we want to save something. That's for sure. But in that movie, I saw a series of books First of all, there is the Jungle Book, Spider. It's exactly I saw that too. Uh, a Disney, like a Disney yep. character. Yep. And there is Moby Dick, of course. 
There is also Pinocchio because he's suddenly going out of his way <laughs> connecting to the USB. So <laughs> there is everything. And of course there is Titanic. I mean, yeah. seriously. The Jake, way that ship goes down. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jack. I mean, mm -hmm. try to change a bit the names. <laughs> While they were in the punch up, at one point I thought, well, I can see also the same punch up on uh, the Titanic. Yes, I thought that too. The fighting on the, the fighting, ship as it's going down was. Suddenly yeah. I could see Leonardo DiCaprio mixing up with mm. that punch up. There was nothing really new. While you're on imagery from, from James uh, fucking Cameron's. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I refer to. James, James, where James are we? Who are we? Anyway, while while we're talking about imagery that is familiar, yeah. there's there's Newt and uh and Ripley, Ripley from yep. Aliens just in there as well. Like, and that's, and just the way the, the little, the tunnel of the upside down ship with the water is filmed. It's mm -hmm. like the lighting, it's almost like bang on Aliens. I just got it while we're on that. How ludicrous does the blue Sigourney Weaver look? I, is this just me? But well, she, she's the only one that looks different in, in there. Like Jake Sully looks like he he's part been part of this community forever and then yep. she just looks she's got this anglo weaver face right. in this mm -hmm. big skinny blue body and it just doesn't make any it does sense get, to me it gets into uncanny valley territory yes it's like she's a film. deep fake yeah which well, the whole Why? movie's a deep fake what am i talking about <laughs> <laughs> um why do the half-breeds if you will really derogative term yeah. there but a human hand rather than a normal Navi hand that that l stopped me from ever getting close to getting sucked in by this film. Mm. I know it's such a weird thing to get hung up on, but I'm like, if two Navi, regardless of whether Jake mm. used to be a human or not, he's in a Navi body, do the whatever the Navi do, connect like USB connectors, yeah, and then have a kid. Why would they come out with like human hand, but the rest of them's Navi? It's a great question for the narrative device of of saying. Oh, okay, yeah, are. yeah, cool. Uh, for because of CRISPR, because <laughs> of CRISPR. Yeah, so that's what I've got. That explains, yeah, nice. It explains everything, and no, nothing else needs to be said. There is a part of me that is a little concerned that each film is going to address a different environmental issue. Had, has that crossed your mind that maybe you know we've oh got, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah like the, the we next don't get space wells next time <laughs> yeah. it'll be something about food scarcity or something Correct. like that yeah like, something uh, like that or yeah it'll be a virus or well could yeah <laughs> could be uh, it's just freaking pandemic it's it's concerning because because we've had we've had running we, we we've, we've sort of had deforestation and and mining and now we've now we've got overfishing and marine mm -hmm. sanctuaries and and it just feels like yeah we're gonna i don't know what the next one will be but i'm sure it'll be something equally on the nose. space cows methane you watch <laughs> methane. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah farming practices yeah totally yeah Aaron, yeah. co-host i've got a question yes what did avatar 2 the way of water remind you of <laughs> <laughs> so many at Aside from Avatar One, which we've already covered, <laughs> um, it it actually had me thinking a lot about the Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, the films, because I was just like, "That's if if I'm thinking about what 
avatars trying to be, that is the best reference I have for doing it properly. You know, doing that giant world, fantasy mm. world, in parts, um, well, mm. and I could see where things were kind of working here, and I could see where they weren't. Sean's shaking his head. He's not convinced. I just at all. hate those films. Oh, do you? I love those yeah, films. I do. <laughs> oh man. So, so okay. using them as kind of the bar of like, how do you do a fantasy trilogy? Because this isn't science fiction. Let's be honest. It yeah. is fantasy. Yeah. Doing a fantasy trilogy well, I'm just like, ah, but they mm. didn't. But Lord of the God, Rings. God, that's I'm, so I'm, hard for me to take. Okay, so go on. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy either, but you'd have to say that it's well done for its genre. Would... It was an achievement, I will okay. say that. <laughs> but the other I thing. I just like the best thing about The Two Towers, the book, is how queer it is with Sam and Frodo running around the countryside holding hands. <laughs> and the best thing about Return of the King is how it's the action book. Mm. And for some reason he was like, let's do the reverse of that. Mm. Uh, we could be here literally all night if Talking we get about that. too yes. deep into this. But I take your point. Yes, that does set a bar for how to achieve something like this. And yeah. also just the obvious parallel of shooting them all mm-hmm. at once. Back to is, back, yeah. Which is hard and, you know, um, in, an interesting approach in, in itself because it presents so many challenges. Oh, yeah. Who's next? I reckon Sean. Did it yeah, remind Sean. you of anything other than like a bad meal? Uh, so I, I'm going to use one I used on the Thor episode, which is Baron Munchausen because oh. of the freaking space whales, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Space whales. So next time there's a movie with space whales, let me know. I'll come back. And it didn't <laughs> remind you of the whale rider? No, but it did remind me of Free Willy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. It's beautiful. And the snorks, obviously. And the snorks. <laughs> you guys remember the snorks? Yeah, right? I remember the snorks. I don't remember the snorks. Okay, so back in the 80s, they were like a, a knockoff Smurfs, but what if underwater? <laughs> yeah. Were they done <laughs> by the same perfect, perfect production brain? No, I don't think so. I think somebody literally looked at the Smurfs and went, I could do that, but I'll put it underwater. Yep. And they had like oh. snorkels for on the top of their head rather Actually, than hats. I might, it might be starting to come back. <laughs> I was drunk in the 80s. Um, (laughs) He was only 10 at the time, but he was drunk all the time. (laughs) It's my turn? (laughs) Yeah, it's your turn. Sure. Well, uh, in a preface to this reminds me of is that I thought there was something creepily sort of uncomfortably sexual about these films. Oh, yeah. With these um, blue people particularly the particularly the women running around like basically just sexualized and that made me just a little sort of uncomfortable I, I love this sort of stuff but I'd rather they if they're gonna be so I love sexy blue chicks yeah go but on if they're, if they're gonna be I want them to own it and I want them to be like actually properly sexualized not kind of this family movie vibe Mm. Um, but then everyone's got their cans out, and you, you and you're, Sean's going to say something. I'll, I'll continue, but I want to hear what he's. Well, no, no, I, I would also just like to know what you reminds me of is. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting, <laughs> okay. I'm getting, yeah, I'm, build, I'm building to All it. Right. 
being strangely turned on. Yeah, um, it reminds me of how I'm strangely turned on. By all sorts no, of I things. didn't. No, I didn't say I think, turned on. <laughs> I think I didn't have issues with that because I think whilst I maybe don't think it's the best portrayal, it it is sort of that National Geographic trope that will kind of quickly play to a lot of people in the audience mm. about who these people are and sure. their culture. Does that make sense? I think I know what you're trying to say, but I still think they're <laughs> they're like sort of, um, you know, pin-up girl kind of. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, oh, undoubtedly. They're not, it's not they're just yeah, yeah. naked. They're sexualized, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their forms are very, like, idealized in, yes. in a lot of ways, mm. for and, sure. And that gets yeah, yeah. particularly creepy. I already thought it was creepy. It gets particularly creepy when you introduce the, the family and all the younger ones and all the the young blue and green people um, with nothing on. Even the, um, the human guy with the <laughs> spider. Yeah. Like, the extent of his kind of get up was just a bit much as well I thought just made me sure made me feel a bit funny which reminded me of the blue lagoon oh okay oh okay yeah, yeah starring nice. is it Christopher Atkins or something Christopher Atkins and um Brooke Shields yeah running around underage nude um the water scenes when they're in the lagoon were <laughs> almost frame frame for frame not that I remember frame for frame, the Blue Lagoon, but that my memory of it was similar he's, to this. He's printed each frame off. He's got a, he's got a Blue anyway, Lagoon room. That's it. The, the Blue Lagoon for the the, the funny sort of um, oh, last yeah, thing. Yeah, look. It's last thing. And yeah. to the point of if you're going to do it, do it properly. In um, I think it was a Sigourney Weaver character in a tank at the start and you actually, you actually she's nude too and you see a nipple. Did you? Yes. I'm going to have to rewind that. Yes, you did, um, <laughs> which I, I actually thought, oh, good. They're going to, you know, they're going to do this properly. Like if they're nude, they're mm-hmm. nude. No, um, you can't have nipples. That's against the rules. But you did, or maybe on your second viewing, because I'm not having another one. Okay. You can check if there was. I'll <laughs> check one. Um, yeah. But then that just seemed odd because it also annoys me when they are naked, but then everything's strategically placed. I think yeah. it just, just annoys me. I can't explain. No, I get it. I get it. When you've got yeah, underboob, sure. when you've got loads of underboob but no nipple, yes. and you know it's not right. <laughs> you know there's just gravity's playing against it, the water's doing its thing, and there's just never a nipple in sight. I get it. Yeah, it's a problem. <laughs> just do it properly, or don't do it at all. <laughs> okay, sorry, that's all right. too 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 long, too long. Oh no, uh, that was that was the. The perfect length to end <laughs> up in that spot. That was good. Well, look on on a on a sort of, I guess, an attempt to keep this not going too long. I came in mm-hmm. with one reminds me of. Was there anything else oh, you wanted wow. to? Yeah, I just I have it. some. Great, please, I have some. Please, please dive I, in. I've already said Moana because yeah. Uh, I mean, what do you want from me? They're explicitly coded as Pacific Islanders and Jermaine Clement is kind of a bad guy. Sure. It's Moana. Yeah. I know you've said aliens, but aliens for a different reason. Oh, great. And I want to make sure I talk about this because this will lead into my next one as well. We we can all agree that aliens is James Cameron's Vietnam movie. Yeah. Never thought about cool. it that way, but sure. I'm with you. But it's like a good Vietnam. 
because whilst the <laughs> Viet Cong are able to, who are the aliens, obviously, are able to kind of, you know, massacre some amount of the Marines, in the end, the US wins, right? So it revises the ending to the Vietnam War. This is like his second Vietnam War movie, but it's the reverse of Aliens because uh-huh. it says you've got the bad guys yep. who are explicitly the US, you've got the native population who are the good guys, the US come in, they do their war crimes. Right. And honestly, like this w- it would in no way shock me to find out if James Cameron had the Vietnam War in mind whilst writing this film. With yeah. some of the things that like happens. The burning of the villages and so on and all those yeah. war crimes created. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. But whereas Avatar One was kind of surprisingly subversive because let's get America to do it a 9-11. The US did war crimes in the Vietnam War is the least subversive thing you can say this far out from mm. the Vietnam War. I mean George Lucas made Star Wars in 1977 and made a Vietnam War movie and had the good guys as the Viet Cong. That was subversive. This now, whatever. Anyway, but the other thing this is, is a reverse apocalypse now. It's apocalypse now from the point of view of Kurtz. Jake Jake Sully is Kurtz. Mm. Wow. Interesting. And Quattrich is Martin Sheen. He's going in to get him. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. That's um deep. That is deep. Oh, James Cameron, film. man. He's onto something. <laughs> There's no way he was thinking that. No way he <laughs> he no had the nouse to be that. thinking that. That's too no. Well, no, 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 no. But this is why texts aren't created by their authors, isn't it? <laughs> That's right. That's why the author's dumb. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Those are good. I'm glad you're you were on this podcast. Uh Kim, you got any others to add? Uh, um I've or got- is that really hard to follow? Both. It's very hard to follow. <laughs> Mine are seeing, seeming very lame. I'm just thinking, <laughs> what can I say? Uh, can I just make another comment about the um, me and my wife, Wendy? We, no, 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 Let's not, just not, go back to the underboot. No, no. <laughs> we, well, she coined a term, something like Americana Normcore or something. That was, oh, wow. It was just so. That's cool. It was so American. And what really bugged me was um, you've got Sully and his kids in, you know, this completely other culture mm-hmm. and yet it's they, they're calling them the Sullys, you know, mm. the, the Sullys. The Sullys stick together. And yeah, that was really the, strange. I and agree. the kids are sort of doing things like, hey, what's happening, cuz? And right. just yep. that just got to me or in a bad way anyway oh no 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 i think that's i think that's completely fair the whole like oh hey he's trying to get in with the cool kids of the tribe and they play a prank on him i'm like oh for fuck seriously we're doing we're doing this Mm. okay cool yeah strap in guys it's gonna be a bumpy one (laughs) you talk about the white messiah he's come he's come in and just completely Taken over the joint in his home, yeah. in his own image. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sick. Anyway, that reminds me <laughs> of not that particularly, but I was was reminded of movies where the family is escaping, and then they go somewhere and just bring all the drama to some other bloody family. Oh yeah. Um, yep. And I'm thinking of things like the Mosquito Coast, 
the uh, the series. I don't think I've seen the movie, but season one of the Mosquito Coast. I just got so sick of this family going places and bringing their problems to other people, mm. and that I feel mm-hmm. what the the blue guys did to the green people. <laughs> they did people. entirely. Yeah. They were they were very clear I mean, at the it's... start, weren't they? They were like. We don't want you here because you're going to bring the war here, mm, yeah. and we don't want that. And they're yeah. like, "Come on, guys, we've got nowhere else to go." I'm like, "Gosh, oh, shit, yeah. I've got nowhere else to go." And of course, it all just happens. And they of think, course, <laughs> what else is going to happen? Uh, it's just such artificial drama. I think that's what bugged me about it, yeah, and why it didn't work is because every time there's a story beat, it's just the most facile artificial choice being made. And I yeah. was just like. I, there's nothing for me to like find a way in on any of this. But didn't you love just those beautiful corals under the water and just the the holding of the and the little pods that you could yeah, have the air in them? First time, the <laughs> first time. Seriously, seriously, you go back to your description of Act Two. Do you know what Act Two is? It's a cascading series of training montages. Yes, that's what Act Two that is, is. That is correct. Act, yeah, that is what it is. I don't care. Let's I do not care. Let's relearn. Pandora, let's mm. let's let's go through it all over again. But yeah. but this time it's this time it's water instead of trees. Yeah, and this time yeah. we're wearing our hair out. Oh, we're not putting it up in ponytails. It looks better in water. No, no, no? because okay. we need to look different to the bad guy avatars that are yes. arriving oh. with the very hard yep. ponytails. Well, they've yep. all got like they've all got. Uh, marine haircuts with a ponytail. Yeah, with a ponytail. With a ponytail. It's <laughs> <laughs> all business on the front and sides. It's party at the back. Do we have any final thoughts around the grounds? <laughs> I, I've got one that we haven't touched on, and I I did want to bring it up earlier, but I I feel like Natiri was really shortchanged in this film. Yeah, which but like one, which in one the was first one? Which one was Natiri? Jake's wife. Jake's wife. Okay, but she does get yeah. to do her screams. Her. But that's all she does. <laughs> it's like Natiri's on screen, she's screaming, yeah. therefore one of the children must be in trouble. Like Correct. that's how I knew what was happening in this story. Otherwise, yep. I was like, what What happened to her? Mm. Like she was an amazingly well-rounded character in the first film, but she was a very strong character and then she just she kind of disappeared. Became Jake's wife. Yeah, she? exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, that's 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 totally true, and and actually the script because, you know, Zoe Saldana's scream that she does whenever something mm-hmm. goes wrong is so iconic in the first film, and it's almost like James Cameron said, "Yeah, that's the good, that's the good stuff." Yeah, right exactly. There. Let's roll that out every ten minutes in this film and just remind people how great it is because it's it's scattered throughout the whole thing. Yeah, anyway. she's she's a much more interesting character than most of the others, even though. Oh hell's yes! I don't care much of Jake her. in particular, right? Yeah, Jake in particular is just not much of anything. Mm, well, he he was in the first one, like the the to give it credit, the first movie when he's in a chair and then he goes into the the booth and can then run. Mm-hmm. That in itself is a really great yeah um, device. Yeah. Well, like. A, but he doesn't have that anymore. Now he's fine. Just no, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Now he's become a bit of a boring dad that doesn't that's over controlling, and that's that's kind of it. That's his character. Yeah, I mean, did you know that being a dad was hard? Yeah. Because if you no, didn't, no, you would walk I, out of that film going, "Yeah, ah, being a dad must be hard." Yeah, <laughs> it's a tough gig. So, 
I mean, I guess I, as I was saying before, there are things in this that are, I think, forgivable. Some of them you can just go, okay. And there's a <clears> lot <throat> that isn't very forgivable. Mm. Um, and yet, I, as you were saying, and definitely as I was saying, I think people will be going back to see it over and over oh, again. Oh, God, yes. And it's, and, God, yes. And do you think James Cameron has just gone, I'm betting on the fact that the story isn't the important thing here and what it is yep. is is it's it's the world and the spectacle that's what people want yeah. and the escape yeah. they want the escape they don't want the they don't want to think too much about it they just want to escape to pandora this amazing world that i've created mm-hmm. and that's what i'm going to give them is Entirely that, it? that yeah i yeah. i don't know i i i think to say the story is not the important thing if he's seriously made a film and and said <laughs> Look, okay. as long as I get the effects right, the story is not the most important thing. Yeah. I, th- I think the story is very intentional to have the broadest possible yeah. appeal. Yes. Um, which excludes me, but it would capture quite a few. No, you're right. That yeah. is that that that's that's entirely right. As you say, he's interested in saying, here's a story that's comfortable. Yes. Well said. Yes. Right? Yeah. I can um where people don't need to engage necessarily in the same way that they would with a more complex version yeah. of that story. The bad guys are clearly the bad guys and there's no nuance there. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not at any point, you know, feeling like maybe Quatrich has a point here. <laughs> you know? No, 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 That's no. Never you never see his point of view. Yeah. I mean, you do have the moment where it's like, oh, Quatrich is going to do a war crime. Oh, but his kid is here, so he will only do half a war crime this time. <laughs> there's some there's some little nuggets of maybe humanity in there yeah (laughs) when the sun saved him i thought for a minute are we going to have in the next film quatrich has sort of gone native himself decided to switch sides i don't think that's going to happen i think no i don't well supposedly he's going to be supposedly he's going to be the bad guy for all the sequels oh how do you know this this is inside information this isn't inside information. This is freely available <laughs> on, in on interviews with James Cameron. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. do my research, yes, people. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Well, hmm. on that note, should we wrap it up? Is there anything else that anyone, sure. any any burning? Yep, yeah, one. Yeah, okay, please. I just want to finish with a, a metaphor that I think sums it up. I think metaphor. it's a good final thought. Great, great. Uh, Sean, have you seen the Saturday Night Live skit with Ryan Gosling? about the use of the font papyrus uh, Mm -hmm. for Avatar. I think the fact that they use papyrus is a metaphor for the whole film. Like they've taken the easy way out. They've just taken something that already exists, stories that already exist, and just slightly tweaked them around the edges, and there you've got your film and your font. And also they doubled down its back (laughs) in this film. Mm, both after, the font and the yep. film. After all of that scrutiny about the font, it's still there. He's like, yeah. Nah. He's like, I don't care, guys. Papyrus no. is part of what makes this awesome. So shut up. James Cameron has never been about being cool. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Ever. Okay, I think we all can right. Probably I need cut to do the out. eyes. So. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, that's beautiful. Thanks for being with us, Sean. Thanks, Sean. No worries. Cheers for having me.